Welcome to Inspire the Nation podcast. We're here to get you motivated, passionate, and most of all, inspired. We talk to entrepreneurs, to individuals, or groups who go above and beyond for others, their community, or trying to make an impact on the world. We want to help you strive in everyday life whilst also putting a smile on your face. So what are we waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to episode number six of Inspire the Nation podcast. I'm really glad for you guys joining me here today as I've got a real treat for you. So it doesn't really need much introducing. She's got an amazing story. We get a real insight to what it's all about and we just have an amazing conversation. So without further ado, let's just get on with the show. I'm really delighted and excited to have Eva Butterly on today's podcast, also known as the Scoliosis Warrior. So welcome to the show, Eva. Thank you for having me, Ben. Yeah, you're very welcome. So first of all, I would just love you to just introduce yourself to everyone and just what you do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Hello, everyone. (laughs) My name is Eva, as Ben said. I am a personal trainer. Um, strength and conditioning coach. I'm from Ireland. Um, oh, Jesus. It's hard to describe yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 28. I, um, I have scoliosis and I work with people who have scoliosis and other conditions um, like that. I, I've done lots of things like, but you know, I'm kind of like a uh, a jack of all trades type of thing like I play ukulele I do powerlifting um, I'm a hiker my job before being a strength and conditioning coach was an actress I have like a big degree or not, not a big degree I have a big background in performance acting singing musical theater um, and yeah my my kind of purpose now is like helping um empower other people uh, through exercise and through fitness, particularly people who have maybe like physical limitations um, because I've seen like the positive effect it's had on myself having severe scoliosis and I just want to share that with other people. So that's kind of led me to what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's fantastic. It sounds amazing. It sounds like you've done so much with yourself and I think we'll get more of an understanding of all the stuff you've been up to and what you're all about throughout this podcast, which is great. And I'm really excited to share with everyone. So thank you. You're welcome. So for people can get more of like an understanding and people and for people who don't really know what it is. And that's obviously scoliosis, something you have suffered with. And so would you be able to explain what scoliosis is and like what effect it has? Yeah, of course. Um, so scoliosis, it, it's a lateral curvature of the spine. So naturally, you know, in a healthy spine, there's going to be a little bit of a curvature to the front and a little bit to the back. So just a natural uh, kyphosis and lordosis. And this is what you, you would see in like kind of a, a kind of normal functioning spine. But in a spine with scoliosis, it will um, curve to the side. And it might actually take that natural 
curvature that you see to the front and the back out of the spine. And this can be um, like we have those natural curves in the spine, like the front and the back to help um, withstand the impact of gravity. So when you don't have those anymore, um, it, uh, it can be difficult um, on the vertebrae in terms of impact. So usually you see like with scoliosis, um, there is like a structural and there's a non-structural one. There's the type of scoliosis that's caused that could be perhaps due to like poor postural habits, lifestyle conditions, maybe sitting a particular way and that's, you know, putting your spine into this um, scoliotic position. Um, and that one can be corrected through exercise. It's just about like um, correcting the dysfunction if you have it. Uh, but then there's the structural type of scoliosis where it's actually the structure of your body is scoliotic and it can develop in a lot of different ways. You can develop it as a baby, you can develop it as a child, or the most common one is developing it as a teenager, kind of um, when you reach that kind of growth spurt at age like 12 or 13. Um, there's the adult one where a lot of people, because their vertebrae degenerate over time, um, it leads to weakened bones and the vertebrae can um, curve because of that. Um, and usually with the structural scoliosis, there's like a, a rotation of the ribs along with it. So because due to like the spine laterally curving, it's going to knock your rib cage out of place. So um, some of your ribs will come forwards into the body and some of the ribs will come back. And it creates this, um, they call it like in medical terms, like a rib hump, but it's basically where your ribs have rotated out to the back and now it's creating something that looks like a bump on your back so it's like there's a lot of different types of scoliosis and no two cases are the same but that's like a general kind of overview of the uh, the uh, condition yeah well i've yeah that is a great explanation i think a lot of people will start to understand that it's not just one one form especially me myself and then understand there's so much around it and then actually that being something that can progress even further in life and understanding what to look out for and and well, yeah, I didn't realize there were so many different types and it would be moving along through your life and you might even not discover that you have it yet. So it's, I presume it's quite important to, is, is posture a good thing to have with that or is it can, can literally anything be affected? Um, well, yeah, I mean, for anyone like developing good posture habits is um, incredibly important. You know, if you, uh, it, it, you know, in our kind of society, the, um, because we're sitting at computer desks a lot people tend to have their shoulders rounded forward and that can um, exacerbate a back condition called um, kyphosis which is like um, a, a rounding of the back forward so it kind of creates that kind of a hunched appearance um, so that one like that kind of posture which is very common with people will can create like kyphosis but then with that as well uh, scoliosis could also be created if you're like kind of like sitting into your body if you get me if you're not actually like aligning your spine up in a straightened position and using your core uh, in order to hold you up there if you're kind of like letting your body kind of sink into itself um this can um you know not all the time but like um yeah I would say to answer your question, having good posture habits is going to be like 
fundamental for you know managing it or you know um helping you know it might it might be a case that you can't prevent it but it's certainly a really good way of uh, you know helping manage the condition yeah definitely as you were speaking through that as well it's understanding because like you say most people sit at the desk like that I was literally sitting like that at the desk myself and then understanding that bring yourself back up your posture it can actually present yourself a lot better and then it's about trying to keep that about trying to de-risk not de-risk yourself but try and look after yourself in the best way you can with whatever you're doing and understanding what you're doing and, and how you approach each things as well which I think is very important to understand totally yeah just bringing kind of conscious awareness to your daily habits the positions that you're holding yourself in um are you know are you crossing your legs a lot are you rounding your shoulders forward a lot are you sitting more on one bum cheek than the other uh do you stand more on one leg than the other all these little things like uh will help you create like you know self-awareness of your own body and then from there you can go about um you know changing that through various targeted uh, strength exercises yeah definitely and um, and then when you were speaking about before about finding like it's, it can it can evolve in like kind of any age it can happen like a young it can baby teenager and you can grow into your adulthood um how did how was it that you discovered it and like how old was you when you found out that you had scoliosis yeah so i had um the most uh, common type of scoliosis, uh, adolescent idiopathic scoliosis, which kind of, as I said, happens at that 12, 13 year old growth spurt age. And um, mine was discovered in like a school photograph. Um, my shoulders were kind of like slumped to one side. So I kind of had this like posture going on where one shoulder was up, one shoulder was down. And um, a teacher just mentioned it to my mom one day, um, like I didn't have any back pain or anything like that. I just had, you know, incorrect posture. Uh, so she brought me to a chiropractor. Um, chiropractor diagnosed me with scoliosis, but she told me that it could be fixed through like doing a couple of sessions there. Um, we didn't like really realize the severity of it at the time so then I went to her for like six months didn't get better it was getting worse um and it was actually kind of scary because it was like developing like really really rapidly once we found out about it and it felt like my body was like getting more and more deformed like as like the months went on it was crazy like how quick it developed so we realized that this approach was not helping it it wasn't I don't think it was hindering it but it certainly wasn't treating it so then we had to go we went to an orthopedic surgeon got an MRI had a look at my back um found out we had a, like a severe severe curve in it that was progressively getting worse so the only way to stop that at this point was to get a spinal fusion surgery where they basically um take two uh, rods at the time they're called Harrington rods um, they insert them each side of your vertebra and then um, essentially they fuse joints of the vertebra together D depending on the scoliosis some people might get maybe only a few joints fused together and that stops the curvature or, or can straighten it up and um, for my one I had like a very long fusion from say like 
thoracic like T4 down to L3 so essentially most of my spine but it was kind of a for myself it was like past the point where I could really straighten out the spine because I had such a severe curve that all they wanted to do was like stabilize it so that my spine like so that my spine wouldn't collapse upon itself and I'd end up in a wheelchair um so basically they 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 gave me like a partial fusion where like there wasn't a risk of that happening anymore but I also wasn't completely straight either um you see a lot of people who have fusions done and they go from having the kind of um deformity associated with scoliosis to having like a straight back because my curve was so bad I I couldn't receive that type of correction so it was more a case of preventing it from getting worse rather than like giving me a fully straight back um if that makes sense yeah that yeah that makes total sense and it sounds like a real like serious procedure that you had to go through in all the different kind of stages building up to that kind of going sound like I don't know if you went like a bit back and forth but then understanding that you might it might be okay and then finding out that it's getting progressively worse and so how did you see things like looking like after that finding out like you you your back was disforming and then you might not having like a straight straight back for the rest of your life did did it kind of give you what kind of like hope was given to you did you feel like you you wouldn't progress to do the things you're doing now and how did like you see life panning out um well that's a good question at the time i didn't really understand like the severity of yeah it it didn't really register with me too much to be honest but then like yeah i i didn't really have a choice like i had to have the surgery done um so the kind of choice was taken out of my hands and then uh afterwards like you know i i didn't really think too much about it because i suppose when something is your reality you're not thinking like oh how's my life going to be because that's that's kind of the life that you know it would be the same as someone who's always had like you know some sort of a you know neuromuscular disease like they they don't know any different so that's that's their reality you know so i i didn't really worry about like my future or how things were going to be cuz I, I was just kind of like dealing with the day to day and the the challenges that that presented um if that made sense yeah that makes total sense and i think it really shows how kind of strong minded you was as an individual at the time and like realizing that it is what life has you've been given and you're dealing with that and you know that that's what you have to do now it's how you progress from there and not thinking too much about it digging yourself into a a place that many people can probably take themselves in like a downward spiral and you kind of kept yourself with that positivity like you are like with what you are like today which i love so much about yourself that you're really strong minded you're positive and you really want to make that impact and getting more of an understanding of that like growing up did you obviously as you know that you just faced life as it was given to you and you understood the concept around that but did you did you struggle in school did you have like any other did you face any other battles growing up around scoliosis and having that with you within yourself yeah so when i had like the fusion surgeries um I had to have another one to get the rods taken out because they got infected. So basically, I had like a couple of years um, from like say age thirteen to age sixteen where I was um, 
not really in school and I was like homeschooled for a while and I had a year where I wore a brace around my torso or like a cast type of thing um so that was kind of a that would have been kind of hard like because I would have been kind of removed from the social setting in school but to be honest I didn't mind because I didn't really like school anyway um and then but then I was like when fifth year rolled around I was ready to like go back and just like feel kind of a bit normal again so um I ended up like switching to a new school where kind of like no one like knew my past or my history I definitely didn't want anyone to like feel sorry for me or treat me like I was different or anything like that so I just wanted kind of like a fresh start where I was kind of like just the same as everyone else um, and I, I just thought like that was probably the best thing for my mindset at the time and yeah it definitely was because no one no one knew unless I told them so you're, you're kind of just treated the same and I think that's for anyone with a condition like um, the best thing you can do for your mind is not treat yourself like you're any different to anybody else like treat yourself like literally you are the same and um and I think you'll see the I think I think you'll progress the furthest with that in, in terms of what you can do like um because you're not like giving yourself any excuses um or you're not feeling sorry for yourself or you know obviously you're going to have your down days and stuff like that everyone does but I think uh, the more you can just like lead a normal life as much as possible, um, the better uh, your outlook is going to be. Well, yeah, that's a really nice story to be shared there. And such an important message to people who do have them kind of, who do face battles in everyday life with problems they may have. And it's, it's such an important thing to take on. I think you summed it up really nicely and really well there, Eva. Thank you. So with like, Obviously, you're so positive and motivated with what you're doing, and is that is that part of like the mission you're on? Like you're set out to achieve. Like, what are you set out to like achieve? Yeah, I kind of just want to um, show people that like having a condition, whether it's scoliosis or whatever, whatever else you're facing in your life, like it doesn't have to be like a death sentence. Um, you know, you can actually use it as a tool to. Um, make your make your life better in a sense like for instance I know if I didn't have scoliosis like I probably wouldn't have a drive to you know work so hard because you know when you have when you have when something is not just like naturally handed to you you have to work a lot harder in order to achieve achieve your goal you know there's no room for complacency or being lazy so you have to you have to be the hardest worker in the room. And um, it's, it's also so much more rewarding when you do eventually hit your target because you, you know like the, the blood, sweat and tears that you've put into that. And yeah, I, just, I guess I just want to show people that like, like to give them the power back to themselves, like to uh, take people out of this like victim role where they change kind of their mindset from being like, you can't do this, you can't do that to like how can you do something how can you 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 can do it you might have to do it a different way but you can do it anything like and I know that sounds a bit like cheesy and corny or whatever but I think just like switching 
switching the questions from you can't to how can you is huge. It's huge. It's, um, it can literally transform your life in such a positive way. Yeah, of course, it really can. And then putting that into practice, like I have done myself, with certain situations about you, like how can you do something instead of you can't do something. It's that triggering your mind that will push you on to do something. And anything is possible. If you think about it, if someone, if someone else can do it, why, why can't you do it? And it's just about fit, like trying to change your mindset and using the people like yourself around you to discover that help and help you get to that next stage. And I think with what you're doing is really helping people discover that. And it's a really important message you shared there. Oh, sometimes you just need like a, you know, a little bit of a positive encouragement from someone who, you know, maybe has been in a similar situation. And that's just like the catalyst you need to, um, you know, create a positive change in your own life. So if I could do that for someone, well, that's great. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love that. I love that. And you're also, as you said, you mentioned earlier that you are a strength and conditioning coach and the proud owner of Warrior Fitness, which is fantastic. So how was, how was that created? And like, when did you start that program or that structure of that business? Yeah, so um, it all started back in 2017. Uh, before that, I'd been lifting weights myself since uh, 2009, so over 10 years now. Um, but in 2017... I was going through some rough times myself um, and I was really like leaning on the gym uh, as a way to kind of get me through that. So I decided to enter into like a bodybuilding competition because I just really needed something at the time to focus my energy into. And it just had such a like profound impact on me um, how I was like able to like change my life around from you know the discipline the structure the routine of this uh, of this lifestyle and obviously that's a very extreme thing to do a bodybuilding competition but it kind of just inspired me that I wanted to share with other people like the um the joy that I had found in um following this lifestyle um, in some shape or form or capacity so I decided to um, start training people because um, I just absolutely loved it. And it was like the first job I've had where it didn't feel like a job. Like I could honestly do it all day, every day and still love it at the end of the day. So I became qualified as um, a personal trainer, fitness instructor, um, got my cert in strength and conditioning. And um, yeah, I just started to train people out the back of the shed in my house. Um, There's only a few to begin with. Um, and that's how I kind of like developed my craft was through working on people, working on myself. And then I slowly built up my social media. Um, I shared my story online with my scoliosis. And I guess a lot of people related to that. And then um, from there, it's just... Um, it's just snowballs you know now I have kind of an online community of people all around the world who have like scoliosis and other conditions and we've built up a nice little uh, support network and you know I have my online clients I have my in-person clients I have a little online course for scoliosis I have a podcast 
and it's all been good it's yeah it's honestly like I could do this all day long and I absolutely just love it like and I, I wouldn't take it away for anything like so I, I feel very fortunate to uh, be in that position you know yeah of course and honestly that is amazing and the journey that you've you've been on so far and how you turn yourself around is really truly inspiring and I think it's about like I'm a big believer in finding your passion and you found your passion within your own with your with your own background of then helping people and using weightlifting as something that probably many people with scoliosis or that kind of background would never have thought would be possible again we go back to the thinking nothing is impossible and what what is that the importance of actually realizing that weightlifting can help you and how would you structure using weights and obviously there's a lot of strain on your back with on your spine when you're doing certain types of lifts and using weights in that way and what what's the importance around and how can it be how can it be utilized in the right way to help you yeah that's a that's a really good question well first of all like weightlifting it strengthens the bones it prevents osteoporosis as you get older and uh you know when you have strong bones uh, but then also strong muscles in order to hold those bones in place. Well, your spine is less likely to curve as you uh, grow older um, because now everything is a lot more supported. So it literally can help prevent scoliosis or at least manage it. So that's the most important, but also, um, you know, it's an incredible way to uh, prevent pain. A lot of people with scoliosis, they have, you know, issues to do it, like musculoskeletal problems because of the structure of uh, their spine, the structure of their anatomy, you know, weightlifting, strengthening particular uh, weaker muscle groups, uh, stretching other ones. Um, it goes a huge way in, um, in you know, uh, injury pro- or pain uh, pain prevention that's the word and then yeah from my own personal experience from like a more aesthetic point of view like training particular muscle groups building muscle in particular areas like coming at it from a more bodybuilding type of approach you can actually like change the structure of your body you know if you suffer from body image issues obviously you have to do the work inside in order to accept yourself but along the way you can actually you know with some targeted practice like change how your body actually looks and change it into something that you could be proud of um so in terms of like you know someone starting off well you know you're going to start off with the basics like you're going to see which muscles need to be stretched which muscles need to be strengthened um you're going to start off with like very simple movements, a lot of like isometric movements. So where a muscle is contracting, but it's not actually moving at all. So something like a plank where um, you're, you're tensing your abdominals and your core, but you're not actually moving them. These type of movements are a fantastic way to um, help you. Uh, they're good for a beginner because they teach you about like muscle contractions and the processes that are actually involved with you know building muscle and then you know from there you're going to follow like a targeted program that's specific to your own particular imbalances you know your your level your ability your age 
the severity of your condition, all these different factors come into play. So very much it's a customized, like no training plan is going to be the same. Everyone, nobody should follow a cookie cutter bodybuilding plan because we all have unique bodies and therefore, you know, we need to train them in a very unique way that's specific to us. And that's where you're going to see the best results. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, I think that's taken away from to anyone as well, starting from the basics and understanding what your body is, how, how it needs to change and what areas you need to work on. So yeah, that's fantastically summed up there. And so with that, and obviously I've seen your community grow online, I've seen your social media and you're really showing like how, like, so body confident, no matter what. And it's all about like loving yourself and essentially like believing yourself. And I think it's so important, like you're empowering like women and scoliosis worldwide. And what really struck me and what I've really found amazing that you actually competed in like a, a bikini physique athlete as well. So I would love to know what, like what that experience was like was for you. Did it, how did like, did it, did it make you feel great? How did it make you feel? And will you be looking to do it again? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was it was a, it was an incredible experience like um it was very intense uh in terms of like all the training that went into it but not also not only the training but like you have to really with any bodybuilding uh prep um your nutrition has to be on point as well so uh you have to make sure that you're hitting you know a very specific either meal plan or um a calorie uh, macro guided nutrition plan and then yeah it's kind of like a it's kind of like a each each week that you're going on you're you know as as you are trying to like decrease your body fat even further like you have to like slowly um, increase like um, stimulus in some way so you might have to like up cardio uh, take some calories away um you know and it's it's a very like targeted specific approach um and I did I, it was cool kind of like seeing your body change week after week after week and I really enjoyed like the experience of it um and the journey kind of up to competing on the stage um would I do it again uh probably not uh because uh it is very extreme and uh I know for myself at least uh, because I reached like such low levels of body fat, it messed up my hormones. Um, I lost my period through doing it um, because I was at such a low body fat, and um, I kind of developed, I suppose, a bit of like body dysmorphia a bit, where like you know you're so lean, but you like look in the mirror and you don't think you're lean, and then afterwards after the show, you kind of think like you're you have to obviously like up your calories again and stuff in order to go back to a healthier weight, but you don't want to because you're used to looking so lean, but it's not healthy for you. And you kind of like can get a little bit like disordered mind patterns. Um, and yeah. And I kind of, yeah, at this point now in my life, I just want to be more at a, like a balanced, a balanced approach to everything I do. So I was really happy to do it at the time. I love the structure and discipline of it and stuff. But would I do it again? Probably not. No. W once, once, probably, once is enough for me anyway. 
Yeah, happy days. Um, but I think it's, well, I didn't realise, you don't realise how much actually kind of goes into a competition like that and what like side effects and what you have to do to your body to kind of get you in that position to perform in a sense and the hard work that just goes in behind it. It's not just rocking up onto a stage and, and showing you're there. It's actually the hard work, persistence, the training and actually getting your body to a certain level that can actually end up messing up a lot of other things with your personal self. And it can be, it could go really one or two ways really, which is quite, quite interesting to understand from my own personal point of view, which is, which is cool. Yeah, it's yeah, from the outside, like people who compete look super healthy. They look ripped, lean, muscular, all that. But generally it's when people are actually at their weakest because they don't have a whole lot of body fat they're probably not eating a lot of calories they might be dehydrated from not drinking water like so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a catch-22 yeah definitely and then so I was talking about before like doing like I, I find something like trying to do something you're passionate about I don't know if you if you're like you do you're doing something passionate like what are your thoughts about doing like something you're passionate about and do you think it's important to discover that within yourself oh yeah yeah I mean I don't think everyone necessarily has to like get paid for their passions but I do think it's important for everyone to like have a purpose in their life whether that's you know petting your cat or it doesn't matter what it is like but yeah everyone needs to have a deep purpose because that's uh that's what makes life meaningful yeah definitely I think as we were talking about earlier before this how having that and finding that it's like that self-discovery of the self-development and finding yourself on the path and really finding what purpose you have been put on this earth to do kind of thing. I think with my journey, I'm definitely finding that more and more as I go through. And like you said, it's super important to someone to not just the passion, it's just finding that inner purpose and self-discovery for, for real. I think that's really, I think that's really true and really nice. And absolutely. And then something that I found that you, what you said to me is how you find kindness is one of the best traits a person could have. And I think this is lovely and true acts of kindness can go a long way. I'm all, I'm all for that. Um, so I'd like to know like, why, why do you think kindness is like one of the best traits to have? And does, does the world need more kind, like does the world need more kindness? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, kindness can melt like, the coldest of hearts it can bring people together people who are completely opposed in maybe their religious views or their beliefs um you know even the way they live their life but one thing that like unites all humans is that we all have an ability to um be kind to each other whether it's just something as simple as like helping someone, um, you know, by folding the laundry or just like reaching out or sending a text. But um, it's just a, it's a consideration of, of someone else. But also you can have kindness towards yourself as well, which is very important. But I think uh, a lot of the issues in the world, like, I think a lot of the suffering in the world will probably be dissolved a bit if you know people actively uh, remember to you know practice kindness both towards themselves and other people um a little more often yeah that's great and i think one act of kindness what i love is just it's just a smile just smiling i think 
it's just smiling at someone in the street or when you're on a walk or holding a door open for someone. Just those, just those little things can really, if you don't know what other people are going through and what they're dealing with them day, and if you can just put a smile on someone else's face or just brighten up someone else's day, it can probably mean the world to them for just for one little thing doing yourself. So I think it's really important. And I think it's just nice to take into consideration other people's thoughts and other people's feelings and not being so self-centered and just sharing, sharing that with other people. I think kindness is really important. And I think it's a, like you say, it's a, it's a great thing to share and have. Absolutely. And then with, so like your personal goals and aspirations we'll get onto now. And I know you've like mentioned public speech, public speaking and also acting. And these are something I'd love to do as well further down the line. Um, so I'd love to know like what, you, what what have you done and how was that experience? Yeah, so I've done a lot of stuff. Like, as I said, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades. Like, <laughs> so I've had lots of different jobs. Um, as I said, I have a background in theatre. I have a, like a BA in drama and performance. So I've, you know, I've been on television. I've done lots of theatre. I've been an extra in movie sets. Um, I've been like a birthday party entertainer. Um, I've been a costume performer. I've painted people's faces. I've been a mascot. Um, I've had shitty jobs as well. Like I've been, you know, a busser at restaurants. I've been a banquet server. I've done a lot of marketing and brand ambassador stuff, promotions. Um, dad entry server waitress yeah a whole lot of stuff a whole lot of different stuff um but I think it all like you know it's all like life experience and through doing all those things you kind of find out what you really enjoy doing so I think it's good for everyone to kind of experiment with different jobs like not just I mean if you love what you're doing grand but like it's good to try things out and see what's, what's a good fit for you. Yeah, definitely. I speak about in a previous podcast about experiences and even if something like I, like I did something in college that led me on to led me on to nothing, but doing, having that is just part of experiences and learning. So treating everything, even if it feels like you've just wasted a couple, like two years or a year or six months of doing something, what's actually got you nowhere it's about treating life and everything as an experience of what you've done and built yourself up for and then finding yourself in what truly works for yourself, essentially. And it seems like you've done you plenty yourself and really have tried discovering what fits you and what you enjoy. And I think that's, I think that's really amazing. I think it's great what, you, what you've done over, over your time, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's, it's important for everyone to find that out and, you know, you only do that through uh, experience. So, you know, don't be afraid to get out there and try something new because, you know, the worst that can happen is you don't enjoy it. But, you know, at least you've learned something through doing it. So don't be afraid to try new things. Of course, of course. And I definitely know who I'm going to, who I'm going to arrange to have at my party then this year. (laughs) 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 And then, so with like a bit more of your goals and aspirations, just to get to know a bit more about you and not just like stuff away from all your busy day-to-day life with with what you're doing. It's like, what other amazing goals and aspirations do you have? I know you play ukulele and you've you've mentioned something about surfing as well, which I think is fantastic. So I'd love to to know more about what you kind of want to achieve 
Oh yeah, I'd love to learn how to surf. Um, I've never tried it before, but I don't know. Something about it has always appealed to me. Um, I love the idea of it's just like you and your board out at sea, and you're using like, I mean, I don't really know the skills that are involved in surfing, but like, um, it, it looks incredibly difficult, and it looks like there's a whole ton of like balance. Um, involved in there and probably like strength as well but I think it's something I'd love to give a go at some point um other goals yeah I uh I had a trip planned to Nepal uh, to do like a 17-day trek before corona hit so I would like to eventually complete that at some point which would be lovely and honestly I just want to keep going as I'm going you know I've I'm I'm pretty happy at the moment like I and I just want to continue like being like content in in what I'm doing and just like find a bit more like balance in my life. I tend to be quite like uh, extreme and like I get very obsessive over things and uh, when I go in on something I go all in on it which is really good but um sometimes to my detriment because I let other things in my life so um I just want to focus on finding a little bit more uh, balance because I think that's where for myself anyway I get the most kind of contentment from yeah definitely I think it's understanding having that, having that balance it's, it's good to have because you're not neither here or there kind of thing and you just and you're, st- and you're going steady but even stepping out and trying different challenging things as I'm learning as a, the more I speak to you about the stuff you've been doing and what you've been up to and the the challenges you've faced and then what you want to achieve with like your goals and aspirations is about actually challenge yourself and basically stepping out of your comfort zone, trying something, trying something new. And I think with, I find, and I always try and step out of my comfort zone with other bits I'm doing because it can really progress you as a person. And do you think it's, do you think it's one of those important, not things like traits or experiences to step outside your comfort zone? And do you think it's important? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, how else are you gonna learn if you don't challenge yourself? Like, uh, we should always try and be getting a little bit more uncomfortable because that's where you grow the most. Like, growth doesn't happen like when you're doing the stuff that you've always done and is comfortable for you. That's you know, you can get a bit complacent with that, but like. You know, um, getting comfortably uncomfortable, I think, is like probably the best place that you can you can be in for for like personal development and growth. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with that massively. And then just before, so we're getting to near the end, I would like to is a is there a message you would like to get out there for everyone, like your own personal message or something you think is important to share? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah just be kind to yourself you know just be kind to yourself and be kind to other people as well don't take it don't take life too seriously because we're not getting out alive anyway so you know try to be happy in whatever you're doing Um, don't don't take it all so seriously because you know this too shall pass and we're not going to be here forever so try and enjoy it while you're here yeah definitely i think it's all about enjoying what you're doing and again i 
I don't you don't want to take life too seriously. You know when to be serious and what to be serious within. But it's just about enjoying yourself and the whole process on the way. I think it's important finding something that you enjoy because you're going to enjoy life a lot more and treat it as not something that it has to be done. It's something that you've got one of and you might as well make the most out of what you're doing. So I think that's really, I think that's a really kind and important message that you just shared. Yeah. There. And yeah. then I'm going to agree more. Yeah, definitely. And so I think what people most find about you and especially myself is how inspiring you are as a person and the story you have within yourself. Is there any stories that have inspired you recently or inspired you in the past that you would love to share or just an inspiring story that you know of? Um, and this could even be something maybe at the start that inspired you to do more yeah no there definitely is I'm just trying to think now well in terms of people that I look up to I really like Heidi Summers um she is like a youtuber and an entrepreneur and like just a really nice woman um she has a brand called buffbunny.com uh, where she creates like um, clothing, like a gym clothing. Um, but she's also just like a really uh, kind human. Um, she's got a really great personality. She just seems to have a really good balance between being like an entrepreneurial badass, but also like, um, you know, into fitness and, and sharing, you know, her lifestyle with other people. And yeah, she's just a badass. I really like her. I really like her stuff. So she definitely really inspires me. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I think everyone should check her out if they, if they search up online. I'm sure I will do later on to get a feel for who she is. And then just to wrap things up and to end it like I've been doing with all the with all the, the guest shows so far in each podcast, it's just like a little quick fire round for a bit of fun. But obviously you don't know the questions. It's just a, just a little bit of fun to end the show. If that's cool. Sure. Yeah. So here we go. So bench press or deadlift? Deadlift. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs, yeah, I love dogs. Favourite place to visit? Hawaii. Ooh, nice, nice. And then mm. squats or pull-ups? Squats. Ooh. And then Instagram or I've seen your newfound love TikTok? I'm liking TikTok at the moment. Okay. And then Netflix or weight training? Weight training. And then are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning person. Cool. And then your favourite book? Um, oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, there's lots of great ones out there, isn't there? Yeah. I quite like anything by the Dalai Lama. Oh, nice. And then... Water or Lucasade, as I see you drink quite a bit. Water. Water, nice. And then, go a little bit Irish, Gaelic football or rugby? Or neither? Not really into either, <laughs> but maybe rugby. Yeah. And finally, have you ever done the Irish jig? Yes, we used to be yes. an Irish dancer. Oh, no way. See, we're learning more about you as we go through. So yeah, that's, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. That was just a little bit of... Um, Fun at the end of the podcast oh cool thanks for that no problem so yeah so just to wrap things up um if people would like to get hold of you or follow you on social media and reach out to you 
is that something they can do and where would they find you best yeah so on instagram it's eva butterly um on facebook it's eva butterly fitness um if you're on tiktok it is the scoliosis warrior and then if you want if you're interested in a coaching online um you can just shoot me a message on any of those platforms that is fantastic and honestly it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you on the podcast and we really have learned more about who you are and the story of what you have shared and i think it's really really inspiring for everyone so i thank you very much for coming on today oh thanks for having me ben it's been a blast no worries absolute pleasure so that's it for this week guys and we'll catch you all soon see you later Bye. Wow, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that one. I certainly did myself and I learned so much and I really hope you guys took something away from that too. And we all got a real insight about what scoliosis is, who she is as a person. And honestly, Eva's incredible. Her her passion, her enthusiasm and her persistence about what she's been through and what she's trying to train and what she's trying to achieve in her life is just honestly amazing. So yeah, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. But yeah, that's it for this week. If you want to connect with us, we're on Instagram at InspireTheNation underscore. On Facebook at InspireTheNation Podcast. If you want to connect with me, I'm Ben Garber underscore on Instagram. And yeah, if you could leave us a review, I would love nothing more than that. I would, um, I would appreciate that massively. So yeah, so join us next week and I'll see you then. Peace.